You're listening to Creative God, a sermon series by Pastor Bay Allen. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. We need to say it loud so the people that aren't here can hear us as well. Um, no, it's, it's summer and there's a lot of vacations that are taking place, um, so it's good to be mindful of that. Um, now, what I want to do, though, is even though we are maybe missing some of our friends and family that are normally here on Sunday, we're going to go ahead and we're going to serve and we're going to praise God uh, with, with our service of worship today, um, where I encourage you to really just dig into this scripture. After we're done here today, go home and just read it at home and see how the Lord continues to speak through it. Last week, for instance, we spent some time with Genesis chapter 1. We began a new series called Creative God, and we looked at creation last week. Um, and I encouraged you to go home and read that. And I heard from some people during the week where they said, hey, I read about it and I really thought about it. And what about this? Um, and that's great. A good venue for that. We have the round table at Riverview where we meet on Monday and anything goes. And that was actually a big topic of conversation there. One of the people said, you know, we, I just I was thinking about Genesis. I was thinking about creation. And so we got into a big conversation about that around that table. But I pray that you do read this scripture when you go home. Uh, because God has a way of working uh, on us continually, not just a one moment thing, but what you hear today may be different tomorrow. So read that right now. I encourage you to turn with me in your Bibles or an applicable app on your smartphone to John chapter one. Last week was Genesis chapter one. This is John chapter one. As we invite the word of God to prepare our hearts this morning to receive what we are to receive. I also have this uh, scripture on the screen for your convenience in which we read. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now there it is again. Some of you last week you may recall us talking about authors and spending some time with uh, the openings of some great novels throughout literature. We kind of honed in on some words in the beginning. Once upon a time is a good opening, but in the beginning. That's how you start it, right? And here we see it again. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. Now, the word that is being referenced here, that is Jesus Christ. Okay, I want you to take that out of the scripture today. Maybe you've never read John that way. That is Jesus Christ. At the beginning, Jesus was. Go back, actually, Donna, to that, to that scripture slide. In the beginning was the word. Okay, so in the beginning, Jesus was. And Jesus was with God. And Jesus was God. Right there. The very opening of John chapter 1. We have that Jesus was already before anything else existed. That Jesus was with God before anything else existed. And that Jesus was God before anything else ever existed. So we, it's important for us that we, that we know this. Because right here in the beginning of the book of John, John connected the dots for some of us. Some of us have never read this book in this way, have never seen Genesis in this way. 
Jesus was, Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. It's very important because as Christians, we follow Jesus. So it is important to know who we follow, right? We're not just following some man who happened to be a great prophet or a great teacher. No, we're following God. We are following God. That's what we see right here, John chapter 1. You know, we call ourselves Christians, but we could just as well call ourselves guardians of the galaxy. Guardians of the galaxy. Because we follow God. You see, Jesus Christ came to bring creation back to its original position of goodness. The Old Testament of the Bible, it shows how generation after generation, the people that God created kept taking more and more steps away, away from that original creation. They kept backing up, taking steps away from God. Sin entered in. Adam and Eve messed things up. We saw this in in Genesis. And you see, God didn't micromanage creation. God didn't micromanage. At creation, God gave us choice. Allowed us to live into that freedom of choice. And sometimes our choices take us further and further and further away from how we were originally created to be. From how we were originally created to be. When God looked down at all that God made and said, it is good. Steps were taken away from that. In the beginning, I believe God did intend for us to be guardians of the galaxy. Superheroes, if you will, making sure that creation was well cared for, was well curated. We were told in the beginning to care for the resources that had been entrusted to us. And even Cain and Abel, am I my brother's keeper? We saw in Genesis chapter 4, that spoke to this. Yes, we are guardians of the galaxy. We are our brother's keeper. Yes, we are. But we strayed. We took steps away from this superhero-like understanding of who we were created to be. So, we saw in Genesis, God sent a flood to destroy all of creation because it was too far gone. But there was one man, his name was Noah, perhaps you've heard of him, he looks like Russell Crowe, and Noah was a good man. Noah was a righteous man. So God made a way to save All that was good from creation. That's what that ark represented. That was was a way. God's creative force to save the goodness that was created. The rains came down. Forty days and forty nights since my baby saw the rain start falling. When I was a kid, I envisioned God crying all that time. And that's how the great flood came about. Because God was just so sad that he just cried. And so I envisioned that is what caused the flood. But however it happened, Noah, his family, and a whole lot of livestock, they floated on the floodwaters. God made a way to save all that was good. Noah represented that goodness that God so wanted to save. And then as soon as the flood was over, what do we see? Noah gets drunk. His kids take pictures of him, put it on Facebook. It was horrible. It was horrible. Noah, even Noah, strayed. 
Yeah, the Old Testament, it's full of stories like this, of people that are straying from God. And then we see it's a new light, it's a new day. We see the New Testament. And had I been around when they were actually around the table discussing the order of the books for the New Testament, I wouldn't have been there. But if I would have been there, I would have said, I think John should come first. Because how beautiful is it to bookend this creation narrative, Genesis, Old Testament, first words out of the gate in the beginning, and then John. First words. What's that great opening? In the beginning was the word. That's how John jumps in and the New Testament would be upon us. That's what I would have done had I been there at the canonization of the, of the scriptures because this is the beginning in light of Jesus Christ. There's a new beginning, but it's still a part of the original beginning and a reflection of the original beginning. This is in light of Jesus Christ. In other words, in Jesus Christ, we are brought back to the original creation. And the fact that God can now once again look at us through Jesus Christ and say, oh, that's good. That is good. This is recreation. And there's an old gospel song that goes like this. I used to sing when I was a kid. I like old songs. You may have never heard this, but it goes, uh, I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And then a little light from heaven filled my soul. It makes you want to skip, right? It bathed my heart in love and wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus makes me whole. Oh, have a little talk with Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's a great little song. Uh, but listen to it on iTunes. But where we were lost in sin, we are now found within. The Lord Jesus Christ who was, who was with God, and who was God, this is the creative God, still at work, or all around us. But again, God is not a micromanager. God is not a micromanager. We have a choice. We have a choice. Will we follow? Will we follow? To follow God, I've already said, it kind of makes us guardians of the galaxy. Therefore, for those who refuse to follow God, they either benefit from the guardians or they kind of come up against them, have a really hard time. That's how superhero stories kind of work. I wish it was more glamorous than that, but you're either benefiting from the superheroes or you're coming up against them and then two hours later, you're the ones laying on the ground. Yeah, that's how superheroes movies kind of work. God isn't a micromanager. To benefit from the Godians, um, you know, I believe this is our call. That's why we are to care for the needy, why we are to care for the orphans, for the widows, for the poor. God made all of us. None of us are better than any of the others. We are all the same. God wants everyone to be Godians. That was the original creative plan. And I want you to understand that to be a superhero for Christ as a Godian of the galaxy... Because if you're a Christian, that's what you are. You're going to be heroes to some. But you're going to be hated by others. You're going to be heroes to, to the oppressed. You're going to be heroes to those that are in need. You're going to be heroes to those who are marginalized in society. But you will be hated by others. 
by those that don't want to help those who are less fortunate, by those who don't want to change the way that they live because they're comfortable. It's easy. Life is good. Life is gravy. Leave me alone. Pass the potatoes. No. There's people that don't want to change. And you will be hated by them because you represent a totally new way of living. You represent God. Guardians of the galaxy. This is me speaking to you in a very theatrical way. That is what you are. And as such, you will be seen as heroes by some. And you will be hated by others. I want you to understand that because it's important. I got to tell you, to follow Christ, we should expect no less. We should expect nothing less because Christ came to set right the creation that had gone astray. Christ in his time on earth was followed, was admired, was worshipped by some, but also crucify him. Jesus was crucified. Jesus was crucified by others that did not want to accept the change that he represented. Last week we focused on rest. This week I want us to focus on reset. You know, in Christ the reset button has been pushed. In Christ Jesus, that reset button has been pushed. And growing up with a Nintendo, I learned the importance of such a gift. Because on the Nintendo, there were only two buttons on the front. And they're right there. What's that first one? Power. And the second one? Reset. Two buttons. In other words, once you powered on the system, if something went wrong with your game, you didn't have to turn the power off. You could hit that reset button. And that malfunctioning game would go back to its originally programmed design. Right? The reset button. You didn't have to turn the power off. You just hit the reset button. And kids' toys do this all the time. My son has a toy that makes... We like noise-making toys in our family. But every now and then, it, it just like goes... Very annoying. I know. I'm sorry I made you hear that so long. But there's this button on the underside of it. You hit that and the, and the noise goes away. It starts working again. The reset button. Kids get this. Jesus Christ came to us to hit the reset button in our lives. Each and every one of us are given the opportunity to have our lives reset when they go wrong. When things are not going according to plan. Once we follow Jesus, we also get to share that knowledge of that reset button with others. Now, I wonder how many toys are in the garbage heaps, in the Goodwills, in the landfills, because the parents don't know about the reset button. How many toys? Your life is not garbage. Your life is not trash. It's not too late. Once we follow Jesus, we get that reset button hit. And we get to share the knowledge of that reset button with others. That's a big fancy Christian word for that is evangelism. We get to share the reset button of Christ. We get to help. We become guardians of the galaxy. We become superheroes of God, helping save people. We don't save them. Only Christ can do that. Only the Creator can recreate them. But we get to help. That is our job. We get to help. We get to help lead people to Jesus 
who's the only one who can actually hit that reset button. I'm going to close up, but I want you to take this away. First and foremost, write this down in your notes if you're taking them. In Christ, your past is forgiven. In Christ, your past is forgiven. Whatever you've done, whatever your mistake, you are forgiven. Christ already paid the price for your sin. So to accept Christ is to accept canceled debt. Okay. Isaiah 43.18 Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not see it? Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. A newness in Christ. Your past is forgiven. Secondly, take away this. In Christ, your present, it's a gift. Your present, it is a gift. The life that you are living, the, the time that you have left on this planet, all of it, it is a blessed gift. And gifts aren't meant to keep in the box. You're supposed to enjoy them. Okay? Funny how we're talking about recreation and recreation is pretty much the same word, right? Enjoy it. Life is a gift. But keep your eyes on Christ. There's an old Chinese proverb, um, and it says, A boat can float on water, but it can sink in it too. Pretty wise proverb. It comes to mind for me because we have this lovely gift here, but don't misuse it. Don't misuse it. Keep your eyes on Christ. Follow the example of Jesus and the urging of the Holy Spirit. John 10.10, it does remind us, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Not just in heaven, but here on earth, you may have abundant life. Your present is a gift. Third, in Christ, your future is secure. Your future is secure. Back in the... uh, Back in the 80s, there was a poll taken. I don't know what it's like nowadays, but when I was growing up, you know, if you were to, my, my dad would say, you know, you got to get yourself a good job one day because if you want to get uh, married, you know, they're going to be looking for, what was the number one? Security. Security was the number one that people were looking for in a partner. But in Christ, your future is secure. I want you to know that because of Christ, God will look at you once again and say, oh, that's good. That is that is worthy of heaven. That is good. That is good. Because the reset button has been pushed. Jesus did that. The God of creation is also the God of recreation. We are all precious to our creator. Worship team, you can come on up and get in place. I'm closing up here. I love some of the older songs of the faith, even though we don't often sing them um, in this setting. There was a song in 1980. I know, so long ago, right? But this little nugget came out. I sang it as a kid. And let me try and sing it to you. Maybe some of you know it. If so, start singing along. It goes, he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be. He's still working on me. 
There really ought to be a sign upon my heart. Don't judge him yet, there's an unfinished part. But I'll be better just according to his plan, fashioned by the master's loving hands. Everybody, he's still working on me. But that's, uh, that's the verse. Uh, another one says, In the mirror of his word, reflections that I see makes me wonder why he never gave up on me. But he loves me as I am, and he helps me when I pray. Remember, he's the potter, I'm the clay. It's just a good little song that shows how Jesus loves us. Went to great lengths to show us the love that God has for each of us. There is still some creation going on up in here, as they say. I don't know who they are, but there's some creation going on up in here. And we should not be able to start over. We should not be able to communicate with the holy God in our sin and in our brokenness. That is impossible. But Jesus hit the reset button. And our past is forgiven, our present is a gift, and our future is secure. Someone say amen. amen. So tell the world, both in action and in voice, that you are a Christian, that you are a guardian of the galaxy. You are a creative child of a creative God. Don't be afraid to let it show. Because when Jesus came, the earth shook. Did you feel the ground quake? Did you feel the mountains tremble? Do you hear the oceans roar? Worship team, will you?